Good morning. Good morning, church. How is everybody? A little tired? A little quiet? Well, it's good to, good to see everybody. Good to see some new faces. I'm wondering if maybe, do we have a few UVA students here? Some new faces? Maybe? Yes? Some nods? Okay. All right. Well, uh, welcome, welcome back to Charlottesville, or welcome to Charlottesville for the first time. We're so glad to, to have you all with us. Um, again, I actually don't even know if I said it, but um, my name's Kate, and I serve here at Victory um, on the operations and prayer teams and with our transition team now. As Erica mentioned, we are um, seeking a new head pastor. We do have an interim pastor now, Pastor Troy Savage, uh, who is on vacation today. So praise God that he and his wife, Chantel, uh, could get away. So we'll, we'll ask uh, God's blessing over their travels. But um, we are so happy to, to have you here today. As I pull up my notes and just start my timer here today to make sure we stay on track. Um, I also want to, before I get started, I want to say thanks to the worship team and to everyone who has helped put service together. Um, this happens. You see the tents up and the chairs out. Uh, it wasn't like this at 8 o'clock this morning. So uh, can we just give it up for those who serve in various ways? Um, with that, we'd also love uh, to have you serve. A, a great way to get involved with the church uh, is, for, is, is to get involved with the church, I guess is the best way to say it. So um, if you are new here and you want to get plugged in, or if you've been here and you just haven't found a, a home, per se, uh, serving in a ministry is a great way to do that. So we definitely invite you to, to fill out a connect form, let us know who you are, uh, and come be part of this, this church family. So. Again, thanks, thanks, Stefan, and thanks, Erica. I'm not going to name everybody's names, but um, we're grateful. So, with that, uh, for the past month, we have been in a sermon series entitled uh, Belongs to God. Pastor Troy uh, and Dr. Stefan Wheelock have kicked off our sermon series, and um, they were in weeks one and two with Pastor Troy, and he preached uh, the message Drink Up followed by the message Reconciled, and last week we heard from Stefan, uh, there is a balm. Now, I, I, I'm not going to get in the business of trying to summarize everything they teased out, but I am going to encourage you to go back and listen to these messages, uh, which can be found on our YouTube channel, uh, Victory Seaville, and uh, our app, which is also Victory Seaville. Uh, thanks to Nathan and Zandy for, for always having those up on Sunday nights and, and Monday mornings. So, um, I had the privilege of thinking through where we might want to kind of land this plane uh, for this, this sermon series. And I think uh, where I've landed is that um, I want to, to kind of end us in a, a pretty simple, simple place uh, for this sermon. So, we're going to turn now to the book of Galatians. Um, and actually, let's stand and read, um, if y'all don't mind, if you're able, uh, from Galatians chapter 5. We're going to be in verses... 13 through 26. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 26. This reads, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, 
and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. The word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for your word. I ask that in this moment, Lord, you would move me out of the way, that you might say and preach to this congregation the message that you have for them. We thank you for your son, Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. My message title today is Brand Ambassador. Brand Ambassador. And my main point for my message today is this. Those who belong to God will bear fruit. So I, I want to actually start the message today uh, on a rather personal note, a, a personal interaction with this scripture. Um, this verse makes me smile in a lot of ways. The first time I heard this verse was when I was a, a pretty, pretty, pretty new believer. This was probably eight to ten years ago. And, uh, you know, I was very jazzed, very excited, as I still am about the Word of God. And I was with a friend of mine, uh, her name is Virginia, and Virginia is super Jesus follower, like the Holy Spirit exudes out of her at all times. And so I was just pumped to get to spend a car ride drive with Virginia. And we were in the midst of what I would call a, a kind of spiritual con conversation, you know, uh, talking about, I, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but Jesus was involved, okay? so. I was, I was all excited, and kind of out of nowhere, she, she proceeds to ask me what my favorite fruit is. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, uh, I have no idea how we just made this transition. So with my dumbfounded look, she was like, oh, no, no, you know, like the, the spiritual fruit. What's your favorite spiritual fruit? Still kind of a long pause and a hesitation, and I'm like, uh, apple? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so she went on to, you know, tell me about the fruit of the Spirit, and I just say that to, to praise God for the ways that we can grow, uh, to praise God for the relationships that help us to grow and that point us toward, uh, you know, newness in Christ. Um, and I just say that as an encouragement. If you have never heard this verse today, uh, there is more to, more to, more to know, more to see. Uh, if you have heard this verse, there's probably still uh, more to know and, and more ways to grow. So, um, amen? amen? Amen. All right. So, brand ambassador. What, what is a brand ambassador? I'm, I'm sure that we've all, um, had many interactions 
with this term, this day and age. I mean, you could think about a brand ambassador in the term and in, in the scope of an influencer. I mean, a lot of, a lot of us are on social media, so we know that influencers are folks who have a ton of followers and who are typically, you know, getting paid to market X, Y, or Z product. And we could probably categorize them as brand ambassadors. Now, I also want to think um, of this term brand ambassador as someone who is um, committed to a particular idea or a particular brand or someone who is uh, deeply loyal to something. More or less, someone who represents a certain idea or brand. And the representation, I think, is actually hugely important as we think about this concept. Um, we. I say that because we typically identify brand ambassadors through their allegiance. And so what would be one way that we're, what would be ways that we demonstrate that you belong to or you're associated with or you're an ambassador to someone or something? I would say you wear it, right? Any, any, I don't know if I see any UVA t-shirts, but I see a victory t-shirt in the crowd. Um, maybe you talk about it all the time. Is there like a podcast that you're super loyal to that you're like, you've got to listen to this? because it's so good. Uh, you champion it, a certain cause, something that you super believe in, you like want to tell everyone all about it, which again, I guess is talking about it, but you're championing it. Uh, you share it, someone else has to have it, or you want others to have it, so maybe it's a book, maybe it's a, a record, um, maybe it's a, 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 again, another sports team that you're trying to convince someone to jump in on. Sometimes I think we just rest in it, right? brand ambassadors, we're, we're good with it. We don't even have to think about it. We're so loyal to it that it's just, you know, um, maybe, maybe Starbucks is synonymous with coffee for you. I don't know what it is, but it can be something as simple as that. And I think more generally, like I already said, you are loyal to it and you are committed to it. So in this moment, as we've kind of listed some examples, I want to like throw out the ways that um, we might inherently be brand ambassadors. So I work for the, the UVA Law School Foundation, so by nature, my, by employment, I am an ambassador of the UVA Law brand, and I'm going to tell you every good and perfect thing that you must know about UVA Law. <laughs> maybe you feel the same way about your workplace, maybe you don't. Um, but again, maybe a team you love, I mean, or a school that you love, so there are a lot of Wahoos here. There's a lot of Wahoo haters here also, so respect, respect. <laughs> Everybody can have their own preference, but the point is, I'm ready to go tell everybody about these things that I um, link to, that I identify with, and that I have, through my experience, deemed worthy of value. Through my experience, um, have, have been helped by these things, or you know, that I just am fully confident placing my highest recommendation on these things, my name, right? So now as we're sitting here together, and I did mention the Victory t-shirt, let's consider even now how we collectively here are ambassadors of victory. How, how when we wear the t-shirt and we walk around town, we wanna be super mindful of how we behave perhaps while we're wearing it. If, if, if by association, if we're seen doing something great, praise God, right? Praise God, we love Victory Church. But what if we have a negative interaction with someone at a grocery store or at a where, wherever, gas pump, whatever it may be, 
all of a sudden, uh, the brand doesn't look so good, right? And so I would, you know, encourage us as a church to think as we go around saying, hey, I was at Victory Church on Sunday. On, as we say it on Monday, let's look at how we're living also on Monday. So, back to the text. Here we are in the book of Galatians. Uh, this is a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in Galatia. And the purpose of this letter is that Paul is uh, responding to some dissension within the church. There have been uh, disputes and false gospels preached by false teachers that have effectively led the church um, to, some, to some discord. And they are straying from what they originally, originally learned. Particularly in this case, um, that believers must be circumcised to be part of the church. Now, where we find ourselves uh, in the book of Galatians, uh, Paul has already spent the other chapters leading up to it, appealing to the church about what they initially saw, about what they initially witnessed, and about what they initially learned. And he is calling for them to turn back to that gospel that they know to be true and away from these false teachers. <clears throat> so here we are now talking about what it looks like to live life in the Spirit. And as we read, you know, these passages, I think, are, are, are perfectly contradictory, as, as Paul has stated in here. So I want to I look at these first with the acts of the flesh, and secondly with the fruit of the Spirit. But as we talk about life in the Spirit, we have to develop this idea of Sorry, Victor, Victory Kids is getting an on up there. <laughs> Praise God for that. <laughs> so we're gonna we gotta develop the idea of uh, flesh and spirit, right? So we're thinking of flesh in terms of those things that are just natural to us, right? The the things that we in our in our hearts desire, the things that more often than not, are not of God. They are, they are the brokenness inside us. They are the sin inside us. And they lead us away from God, our natural tendencies. The Spirit, in contrast, would be the, the, the Holy Spirit within us, the, the Holy Spirit that descends on us when we believe in Christ. That, that is what leads us to become like Christ. And these are two, they're two different directions that we are moving. So... Paul is telling the Galatians that there is, it's an impossibility that these two things are gonna, gonna go hand in hand, right? That, that if you are going in the direction of the Spirit, you are not satisfying the desires of the flesh. So just keep that in mind as we talk about um, the, two, the two desires. So we're gonna reread verse 19, which says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Whew, that don't sound good. Oh my goodness, that does not sound good. Um. What a dark, 
description, right? When we think of any of these things individually, we're, we're all kind of, or at least I hope, um, makes you kind of squirm in your seat, right? Jealousy fits of rage, like, ugh. But I think the reality is, is that we can all um, see both ourselves and see our society all in these three verses, right? Factions, envy, hatred, discord. We exist, I think it's been said many, many times already today, but we exist to see people reconciled to God and each other. The world that we exist in is not one <laughs> necessarily geared toward reconciliation. None of these characteristics, in fact, will lead us toward reconciliation. And I think it's so easy um, to read these and to, to think of someone else, to think of the world around us, and not to look inward and say, yeah, that's, that's probably true of me on occasion, a fit of rage. You hate to say it. You hate to admit it. But it's not the way, and it is not the way that this church will see people reconciled to God or to each other. But on the flip side, where I actually want to dwell for a little bit longer today, is the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Quick, quick aside, um, I, I was feeling led to this passage before I actually, I must have read it eight times before I realized that there is literally a verse that says, those who belong to Christ Jesus, which I just want to praise God for because I think it's so neat how he works. Um, and, to, and ties things in, but of course we're in the Belongs to God series, so amen. The fruit of the Spirit are fascinating in the ways that they beget one another. Of course here we have nine different different fruits, as my friend had asked me about my favorite fruit, and we can, we can go into each one, what love looks like, what joy looks like, what peace looks like, and how Christ himself walked out these various fruits. But I think what is a really fascinating takeaway is how if you, if, you, if you become more kind, isn't it likely that you will also be more peaceful? Isn't it likely that you will love better? Or if you are faithful, if you're faithful in the little things, how likely is it that you are more self-controlled? One begets the other. And so even as she asked me, what's your favorite fruit? We read that this is the fruit, the fruit, the singular fruit that is born into these nine different things. Does that make sense? It's one. You can't, you can't have one without the other and truly be imitating all that God has for us. I also want to point out just fascinating that against such things there is no law. And if we look at even our society today and we think of all the ways that we litigate and all the ways that we, we try and, um, as we should, as we should, 
have laws that make sense and laws that, that control and laws that, um, that, that, that point us in the right direction. I think it's fascinating to consider that none of these things leads you to a place that you don't want to go, right? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And there is, I think, where it lies for us, what it looks like to be a brand ambassador when we belong to Jesus. That we have crucified the flesh, that we have said no more, no more to the acts of the flesh that are obvious, that we have said yes to the fruit of the Spirit, that we have invited the Holy Spirit into us to lead in these ways, and that we would actively, actively keep in step with the Spirit. Keeping in step means moving, right? When we look at, it, when we look at ourselves and, and kind of do the same thing we did for the acts of the flesh, and saying, you know, do I see myself in these things? My hope is, and I would imagine it's true for anyone sitting here, that we would indeed see ourselves also in the fruit of the Spirit. But also in the ways that we can grow in the fruit of the Spirit. And as we seek to be brand ambassadors of Christ, I would encourage us not only to challenge ourselves where we see gaps in these areas, but to to point to each other, not in an aggressive way, but in a way that is encouraging, in a way that builds the church, in a way that builds up to say, I hear you, and I don't see this as a very gentle comment, right? Or I hear you, but something tells me that you're having an issue with self-control. Something tells me this isn't what you would have chosen if that you hadn't been tempted or triggered by that, right? How can we lean in to keep in step with the Spirit and to keep in step as a church with one another? We don't want to provoke and envy each other, but we want to build one another. As we look at this also, Victory, we are... You know, we are in a time of transition here, and I think this is an exciting time, it's a very exciting time, to, to think back on what distinguishes us, why we started here, why we here, again, our mission and vision is to see people reconciled to God and to each other in the name of Jesus. And if we want to see that fulfilled, if we want to see that accomplished, if we want to prove and uh, give evidence to those around us that we belong to God, and we believe that you belong to God, we believe that strangers belong to God, the way we might go about that is to focus on the fruit, is to be reminded that those who belong to God, those who have indeed been crucified with Christ, bear fruit. They will bear fruit. There is no way around it. You will indeed bear fruit. It will be evidenced in your actions, and it will be evidenced in our love. We must, as followers of Christ, as followers of Christ, demonstrate to the world around us that something is different. I even think that you can, you can look around at other places in scriptures and kind of come to this same conclusion. I mean, we think Colossians and, and putting on compassion, clothing ourselves with compassion. And we look at John 15, which says, you know, I am the true vine, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch 
that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. He desires that we bear fruit and bear more fruit. And the, the areas in our lives that there are gaps between what we could be or who he is and where we find ourselves, he will prune if we allow it. And pruning sometimes looks like transition. Pruning sometimes hurts. But the idea is that we will flourish. My challenge, my challenge to us, this day and every day, is that we will look to the scriptures, that we, that we will look to Christ, that we will seek to see ourselves for who we really are and what we really are, that we might indeed bear fruit, that we might indeed change in a way that we flourish, that we might indeed become more like Christ. And I think again, as we, as we revert to um, the idea of Victory Church, And our goal for reconciliation, reconciliation will only happen if we allow these fruits to lead. We allow Christ to lead, but it will be evidenced in our love, in our joy, in our peace, in our forbearance, in our kindness, in our goodness, in our faithfulness, in our gentleness and self-control. Take home these nine fruits that make up the fruit this week. Take them home, memorize them. And as you, as you walk out your week this week, let's together, let's together stop and say, wow, either that, you know, that, that didn't sound so good. Maybe I need to apologize. Or maybe just simply, that's, maybe that's not possible. Maybe next time I need to handle that differently. Identify your own weaknesses. Where are the moments that you, or, or the people, or the spaces that you often find yourself least patient? And what is it about those situations that, that have you feeling that way? Is it a lack of control? Is it a lack of confidence that something good is going to happen? Is it a hit to your ego? Is it a space that you're uncomfortable in? What, what is it? Because if we allow the gospel to penetrate these areas, I believe that we can actually see fruit born in spaces that we've never seen, and I, I believe that we can actually see fruit flourish, orchards full of fruit flourish in every space in our lives, individually and collectively as a community. Now we've mentioned today that we bear these fruit once we have been crucified with Christ in the flesh. And I would invite anyone today, if you have not yet said yes to Christ acknowledged his death and resurrection on your behalf, I would invite you to pray with me. Because Christ came for you. He went before you. He did a work that not any one of us could have done in of ourselves. And he desires your yes. He desires to walk with you. He desires to see fruit born in your life. So that's you today. I'm going to ask that we all pray this together. But I'm going to ask that you raise your hand or that you submit a connect card, you can come see me or anyone else that you've seen up front today after service, because we want to walk with you. We want to see fruit born in your lives. This is you. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for going before me. Thank you for sending Christ, who who lived a perfect, sinless life, 
on my behalf, that he died for me on the cross, that he was crucified, was buried, but on the third day he rose again. I desire to walk into that new life with him, and I desire that my life would bear fruit. It's in Jesus' name we ask and pray these things. Amen. Well, let's just celebrate, y'all, because it feels so good to be part of the community of believers. Praise God for who he is. Praise God that it's Sunday. Praise God that he desires for us to bear fruit. Uh, we love you. We love you. We're so glad you're here today. If you're new, please do get plugged in. Thanks to everybody who serves, and have a great Sunday.